Show me your mouth. Show me under uh, your under your lips. Show me under your lips. Do you have gum in there? No. Promise. Promise. You like this? <laughs> oh my god! It came out. It came out. I can't believe that that worked. I asked him to make a horse sound, and his gum came flying out of his. I didn't know I had it. Oh my god, Chad! <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad has just recently come back into my life. So now I have to try and teach him how to be a father, because he has no clue. Welcome back to Oh Dad. I'm Nikki Bond, and that just happened over the phone. That was a phone recording. This is our first conversation through FaceTime. And, uh, you know, I thought that maybe after all the lecturing I did, my dad wouldn't have gum in his mouth. And just to give you the proper picture of what happened, he was hiding it. I don't even know where it was in his mouth. But I got him to lift his tongue up. I looked under his tongue. I got him to pull his lip down, open his mouth. I didn't see it, but I still didn't trust him. And I made him make a horse sound. And there it is. It just flew out of his mouth. Makes me a little nervous for our future recordings. So, all right, here's here's what happened. Um, I'm picking up this episode where me and my dad haven't spoken since he was here. He left and we didn't really have a proper goodbye, which kind of made me feel a little weird. And he went back home. We didn't speak. So he left February 6th, 8th-ish. And then we didn't really speak until middle, uh, like middle of March. And he left, he didn't really reach out to me. And I kind of got self-conscious that he doesn't like me. Um, I started to think that maybe I was really annoying and maybe he's mad at me or that just like was, you know, the most amount of time we ever spent together and the most honest I've ever been. And yeah, like we just had never been, uh, in such close proximity and I got very insecure that he he kind of was like eh and so he didn't reach out I texted him a few times being like hey how are you and he ah, like barely even the only thing that we really kept in touch about was my fucking Amazon orders and then COVID hit and I was um you know, I was wondering why he didn't reach out during that either. And I got kind of scared because I got sad. I feel like everything that we had done together during that week all of a sudden just disappeared, which was a fucking huge fear of mine. And it happened and he became aloof again. 
it's disappointing to say out loud because I really thought that there was some progress and there is still because we're moving forward. But, um, yeah, I, I guess I was hoping that he would leave and we'd be like, Oh my God, that was so fun. And like really make an effort to keep in touch and apply what I had expressed. And I took in what he expressed and that didn't happen. But what did happen was I realized that I cannot text. I can't be resentful. I can't just write him an email. So I have decided to call him up and talk to him about how I feel. Obviously on the podcast. So we, uh, my dad and I are doing a phone conversation right now, potting through the phone, especially because it's not like we can even meet up to do like to follow up with shit because of Corona, we're not allowed to travel. Right. Right. You were like, I'll come back, but who knows if we'll ever see each other again, really. But, um, too dark. So, no, man. so anyways, my dad was here February. Left on, when did you leave? Yeah, I left on the 9th of February. Yes. So basically the last day after we recorded the bedtime story, then mm-hmm. you, I was, I've been feeling a bit weird. So I was like, okay, why don't we talk about this on the podcast? So I'll tell my side, you tell your side because I became self-conscious. Uh, the night that you were leaving after the story, you got up, got ready for bed and was said, okay, good night. And then went into your room. And I was like, what the fuck? Like right. you're saying goodbye, but that was the yeah. goodbye. Oh wait, what was that? Sorry. What's in your mouth? You're going to have, you, there's nothing in my mouth. I, I don't have anything in my mouth. Okay. I swear to God. Okay. I don't. Um. Okay. So then, I was like, oh, was it that he spent all this time with me and then now he finds me annoying? Why didn't he want to say a proper goodbye? And then and then you went home and we didn't talk as much. And then Corona hit. And then I just kind of noticed like that I had been reaching out more so. And then I felt, I was like, this is the most fucked up feeling because like after the podcast, we went through all that stuff. And then now I'm editing the podcast and I'm hearing like, all this progress that we made and all this stuff happening, dialogue, communication. And then I am feeling like neglected or I'm feeling a bit uh, like I'm the one making, I'm feeling forgotten about. But then I start listening to the podcast again. I'm like, well, he's here, but you weren't here. And it was this weird, uh, I didn't want to bother, but I also felt annoying. And then I had this like self-conscious of, he got to know me and he doesn't want to reach out as much. But then I was like, no, but as I hear you explain in the podcast of how you just lose touch or people say this about you, then I was like, fuck this. No, then you need to like, I need to address this. Uh, Okay. So starting the night of that you were leaving. Yes. When you just said goodbye, what's your side of the story? What's your mindset? Well, you are on the, you're on the couch. There is no mindset. There was no mindset other than I'm leaving and I don't want to make, um, I'll probably see her in the morning because the time before you woke up and gave me a hug before I left. And also you were with Matt on the couch with the lights closed, lights down, doing something and doing something. What do you mean? Huh? What do you mean doing something? I have no, no, you guys were just hanging out, yeah. you know, but you, you're being affectionate with you think, each other. Okay. You think I'm going to like heavy pet Matt while you're like 
in the house. You think I I'm have, like, oh, he's just in the bathroom. Let me, let me <laughs> pet your dick. Like, dad, I'm not in high school. I've seen your stand up, man. It's pretty raunchy. <laughs> I'm not in I'm, high school. That's so funny. You know, what's so funny is you took it back to if you were a father to someone in high school and you're like, oh, they must be dry humping under there. I'll just leave them alone. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking that. Um, Number one, I didn't want to get like into a big goodbye and emotional. And I said, I'll just go into my room. I'll probably, she'll wake up in the morning before I leave, which she didn't. So I won't assume that again. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, don't assume that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't assume anything. Well, listen, that time was a fluke. That time. That was a fluke. Your flight was at, what time do you have to be up? At four? Both both flights were really early. Yeah, and I heard you wake up, so then I woke up to say goodbye. But like, I'm gonna be yeah. honest, Dad. Hey, what is that? What are you doing with your mouth? I'm talking. You just look like a camel. He was sticking his tongue out. No, I just had a cookie, be- and it just oh. came out. Oh, yeah. okay. Anyways, so I'm also realizing doing this is pretty funny as well because you're distracted by the levels of your podcast instead of like what we're talking about. Uh, right now, I'm also concerned with saving this. I haven't saved And then it cut out because he was so concerned with saving it. It was fiddling around a bunch. I was worried about this, that he pressed stop, but we caught it in time. So you didn't miss anything. Okay. Yeah. So what were we saying? Oh, yeah. So you didn't want to interrupt me and Matt dry humping on the couch. And you also thought I'd wake up in the morning. That's where we were. You thought I'd wake up in the morning. And uh, that's why you didn't say goodbye. But it's funny because like we talked about this stuff and even still you weren't. Neither of us were like, oh, will I see you in the you didn't say, will I see you? Are you going to wake up for me? And then I didn't say, wait, why are you going into your room? Were you sad? Were you disappointed that I didn't wake up? Um, no, uh, no, I've learned, no, no, because I don't have any expectations. W- when I call you and you don't call me back ever, you know, <laughs> which has been a pattern, like for years, there's no expectation that you will call me back. But now that coronavirus stopped and your whole life has changed, you, you're more aware of time. Yes. And yes. You, your life has slowed down. So, you yes. know, uh, you became more aware, more conscious yes. of, you know, yeah, more well, important things. Right. And then I just noticed like Matt's parents were calling him a lot and uh, what? Matt's parents were Say calling it. him a lot when Corona hit. Yeah. And I just noticed that I was always calling you or texting or reaching out to you. Now, the one time you did call me was... I remember it was nice at the beginning and you called me and you were like, shut down all your accounts, turn off your auto payment. Right, <laughs> and, right. Yep. And I did. And I actually just got a call from Volkswagen yesterday saying, hey, you haven't paid your credit. Tell them to go fuck themselves, oh, man. Oh. Leasing is the worst. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. They're like, you haven't paid for two months. And I was like, oh, it's because I turned off my auto payment. No, you say you don't have a job anymore and come and get the car. If you don't if you don't like it, come and get the car. The whole state is shut well, down. Well, the problem is you it affects my credit. Your, 
lease. Oh man, poor connection. Can you still hear me? Yeah. So, anyways, um, what's your side of the story with that? About not talking to you during coronavirus? Yeah, but don't speak until you finish swallowing that water because we're going to hear it into the mic. Okay. Did you notice that you weren't reaching out? Because this was the tipping point where I realized was I had, um, I asked you what you've been doing and you were like, oh, I've just been playing guitar a lot. Because for a second I was like, oh, maybe he's doing a lot of stuff. And that's why he hasn't reached out. And then you just said you're playing guitar a lot. And I was like, okay, well, that's just more like what you do every day anyway. So, and then you said, um, when I needed you to edit something and then you hadn't done it. And then I was like, okay, I need to address this. So, yeah. So what part do you want me to comment on? I want you to comment on everything that I said. Well, yeah. Um, after the coronavirus and after I told you what to do and do you have a gun and then you said, you know, you were walking down and, and it was all isolated and, and Matt was saying that you're safe and I was saying, no, you know, be careful. You know what I mean? This is in the beginning. Um, I was going under the assumption that your life was still busy and that it was still, you know, I was playing the same. It wasn't a under the assumption that things were back to the way they always were. It's like you're really busy preparing, writing, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. And if I call you, you don't call me, you know, but I didn't realize everything stopped for you too. Like your friends and you can't see people. And right. So uh, it was a combination of bo- a couple things. Uh, in the beginning of March, I had five really bad days, really bad days. Like I couldn't even get up off. It was, I was exhausted. And then I got, uh, one day I was just really exhausted. The next day I got a fever and that same day I stopped, I wasn't able to breathe anymore. And uh, I was feverish, very strange. I've never had this before. And finally I felt good and I felt good for a day or two, like I was getting better. And uh, I decided not to go for a run and just walk for an hour and a half. Well, it turned out the walk, I looked at my phone and I had walked seven miles. And the next day I got really sick again with asthma and coughing, like constantly this dry cough. And that took, gosh, a week. Then I started feeling good again for a couple days. And then I got sick again. And when you're not breathing or you can't breathe and this shit is going on and you're, it's all over the news, it's like, I got it, yeah. you know, and I can't get checked and, you know, can't go out. And it was horrible. So it was on and off until uh, last week or maybe five days ago when I started trying to do some physical stuff. Yeah. And at the same time, uh, so that was one aspect of it. And then the other aspect was I didn't realize that your life had stopped and you had stopped doing stand-up and you'd stopped hanging with your friends and doing all the stuff you do, right? Mm -hmm. And it was back to the same uh, template of uh, communicating with you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because when you are doing your your life you're doing 
your job and then you're you're doing eight stand-up things a, a week or you're doing dance or you have friends or you're writing something or you're doing a lot of stuff or you're filming, you know, you're doing a lot of stuff. And you're afraid of bothering me, but I'm like, don't worry, just call and, and then I won't call you back ever is how you said it. And, uh, but that's the thing is that if you're sick, like now that I hear that you were really sick, then I understand, but I didn't know. Like I would text you and I go, Hey, how are you? And you'd be like, hi, I'm okay. But you were never like, yo, I got the Roni. Like I'm sick. Uh, Yeah, I'm not. You know what? And I would never tell you how sick I would be. That's not, that's not okay. I know it's not okay, but I mean, first of all, in this situation, had I told you how sick I was, there's nothing you could have done. Of course, there's nothing I could have done, but I still need to know. Imagine I was really sick and I didn't tell you. What would you have done? If you needed me, I would have driven there. Oh, well, okay. Um, but I still think that I should know if you're not well, because then I understand and then I lay off and I don't like it's communication. Like you got to tell me if you're sick. You can't not tell me if you're sick. Right. Um, yeah, I, I might've, I just noticed it was, it was before Corona hit though. It was before that I know I was hyper aware of how in touch you were with me. Like you went home, we didn't talk for a week and then I reached out to you and I said to you, remember that I forgot about this. And I said, is everything okay? Are we cool? And you were like, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So I felt this before. I didn't feel it just Corona. I felt it before. And I said, are we cool? Because yeah, you had um, gone and been very aloof after and said goodnight and then hadn't been in touch with me and then I was like is he freaked out like what's going on he's not as in touch and you used to be in touch a lot more the only time you would be in touch was to be like hey Nicole I got you something from Amazon or not I got you but something I got an email from Amazon and then we would talk about that then that was it and I was like this is so weird like you were just so shut off what when after after I left yeah gosh that you know, it's amazing how, in my mind, it could be totally uh, a whole different thought process than what you had. Yeah, and and, what- and the reason why, at the time, I felt that way. And then once I started editing this podcast, I was like, he, you, we talk about that a little bit, and how you said other people say that about you, how you can turn off or that kind of stuff. And then I was like, no, this can't happen. I can't let this keep happening. It sucks. What what sucks? I guess because in my mind, I project things and I create things. And what sucks is that if we had this podcast, had this time, and then uh, you're here's, more here's my here, here, Here's yeah. my reality, okay? Your side of the story. My side of the story was... Um, when I come out there, it, it always sucks the realization that, you know, we could hang and have a great time if I lived out there or may, maybe it wouldn't be a great time. But when I'm out there this particular time, I had a really good time because we talked about all kinds of shit that, you know, uh, and I felt really good about it. 
But okay. I need to, I need to get a glass of water, a drink of water, and I will show you the bottles so you don't think I'm getting gum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, man. I just pictured you swishing around all your plaque and then spitting it out or swallowing it. Um, okay, so that's what did I want to say about that? Um, oh yeah, I feel like you. When I think about as a kid, every time we would say goodbye, I cried. And I remember leaving Florida when we visited you and you put your uh, sunglasses on in the elevator. In the airport. Air, airport, because you were crying. Yeah. And it's interesting because I guess now that I'm older and I'm used to it, and I, on my end, I feel like we have way more communication and more opportunity to see each other with FaceTime and all this kind of stuff. I don't get as... I do get sad, but I remember as a kid, I would get really... I remember one time my mom... I went home to my mom... Do you remember? Oh man, do you remember this? And I was crying. And then she, oh, did it cut out? She called me about it. She called you and she was like, you can't, this can't keep happening. Yeah. Which is like kind of dramatic. Like, what are you going to do? Like not visit? I didn't. Yeah. But so it's, it's, it's like do saying, uh, uh, don't feel anything and be a robot because I got to deal with it. Now I, I get that your mom, uh, was you know but busting her ass you know and and by you getting upset didn't help any um yeah so but yeah do you think that you associate when you leave the same way that you did when i was a kid or does it feel different um it feels different it feels different because you're you're not a kid anymore and i have you know you're a grown-up and there's more access to you now you know right that makes sense I wish there was a way that if you were, if you were, instead of writing text can be very easily misinterpreted. So texting isn't good, but there's got to be a way of communicating where you can say, I'm feeling this way. Um, and then I could justify, you know, I could tell you what's going on and why you're feeling that way and what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's still the same thing as communication, but it just does prove that like communication is hard and it's like, you know, it's the same as like when we would say goodbye and if I wanted to cry, I never wanted to cry in front of you. It's also like a personal thing of overcoming like what I am okay with sharing with feelings because like I wouldn't want to cry in front of you before it, like when we said goodbye, so I would like hold it in, but I was like that. Like I never wanted to cry in front of anybody. Uh, but I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I guess at the time, like when you were here and you were being weird, <laughs> I can't believe you. Because you thought me and Matt were doing stuff is so fucking. I didn't funny. think you were having. I didn't think you were having sex, but it was like it's so insane. But anyways. I couldn't at the time be like, hey, what's going on? And then when I called you the first time to be like, are we cool? That was really hard. But I also couldn't express yet. I didn't know if that was me being insecure in my own issues or if it was my reality. Say that again. I didn't know if I was projecting that 
and I was making up that reality or if it was true? Oh man. Um, it's, it was a combination that triggered you, you assuming a bunch of stuff. Okay. If I had left, now this is either true or not true and I'll never know, but had I left and you, you would have had to work that night and done eight standups and, you know, I don't think it would have been as obvious to you the uh, the distance, you know, or the, the lack of communication. I think it would. I think it would have. I think that it's because you were like, goodbye, and then went in your room. And normally you'd be like, oh, man, that was so great. Thanks for a time. But you were just so like, okay, good night. You were tapped out. That's how I felt. It felt like you were tapped out. And what, what does that mean? That means that like you're over it. Like you're emotionally tapped out. Like you're exhausted. You're just not committed anymore. And I do realize that like that, that, that can seem to happen sometimes like, and that I have to bring to the forefront what uh, you're not doing. And by that, I don't mean in a nagging way. I mean, making you conscious of how you are behaving. Does that make sense? Like, I guess when I was listening back to the podcast and I heard you say a couple times how people have said that about you, it made me realize that at that time that you went to go to bed, you were just focusing on you're tired, you have to get up, goodbye, and you weren't like necessarily being conscious of this is goodbye, let's be like, to have a tradition, be traditional about it. Um, I don't know if you're like so conscious of things and that's why like you'll become aloof or you'll just go into your introverted state. Let me ask you a question because th this has a lot to do with, uh, I'm better when I can see somebody, you know, I'm not good on the phone. I never have been. Um, we, we don't FaceTime a lot, which is, you know, maybe something you're uncomfortable with. I'm much more comfortable just talking and hanging out, you know, with FaceTime. It's not a, a thing. Also with FaceTime, uh, I dig hanging out with you. I, I enjoy it. You know, I think it's, it's, I have fun when I hang out with you. And I do, I, I do uh, not so much now because I, I have a lot more brain capacity. And that's a whole nother thing that I wanted to talk to you about. But my brain doesn't get as overloaded uh, with information where I have to shut it down. You know, it's an organ and my brain is super vigilant is it's not anxiety it's super vigilant is what's been told to me and it, it only can handle so much information and then i just it just stops and and i it's not a conscious thing it's just something that uh uh i just kind of i don't flatline i i just disappear yeah not you disappear it's not even a conscious thing yeah yeah yeah. And well, that's, that's the thing is that I feel like you disappeared since you left, but we've covered it. You don't have to like justify, but like, don't you think that's like, Oh, 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 I just remembered something that was extremely bad. Okay. Uh, I was, I was put on a new medication. Okay. And it for two weeks Yeah. and I had to wait two weeks. It was horrible. It was horrible. Oh, when you left? No, no. This was uh, I was put it on January fifteenth. It was before I came there. 
and I made sure I got off of it before I got came to your your place. I did not want to be like that. I was like, right. It was horrible. I'll never take that stuff again. It's a whole class of medication that uh, you know, it's awful. What was it? Huh? What was it? What was the medication? It was it was a uh, serotonin reuptake inhibitor, which I swore I'd never do. You know. Why'd you do it? Because I I wanted to be more present. I wanted to be more um, more access to my brain. There's there are certain there are certain uh, symptoms of my condition where like I've been messy my whole life and not seen it. Right. Oh man, you haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, cluttered. Uh, you know, cl- throwing clothes. You know, dishes and all that kind of stuff. That's what I do. I know. And, and I, I have an explanation for it. Oh, what is it? Uh, you're a slob. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think no, it is. No, that's not really what it is. What is it? I, I believe that you have ADD big time, ADHD big time. I don't know if you, you're hyperactive, but, but there's a term called ADHD, but it's a hyperactive brain which you have because every little thing you're affected by it. That means your, your mind, what happens with ADD and I understand it now, the whole thing, because I read a book on it. There are so many different kinds, but what happens is your brain holds on to a negative thought because it's the only thing that grounds you. It's complicated and it's yeah. explained very well. And the way I read it, it made total sense. But like, I'm aware that I'm a slob. Like, I've been aware. I was aware too. But the difference is, uh, I was aware, but I didn't have the the facility or the the willpower to actually pick up and and take take care of the problem to fix it. Oh, see, I get to the point that I'm like, ah, I hate myself. And then I clean it up. Yeah. You didn't get to that point. No, not really. I do around Matt, you know, I mean, he's Mr. Clean. Yeah. You should, should see his head and wear white clothes and shit. <laughs> I know <laughs> today, <laughs> this morning, this morning I, I was sitting on the couch. He always will come in. Like if I'm editing and take my coffee mug and it's <laughs> full of coffee, right? No, it's empty. I just oh. like leave it there until I get up. But um, this morning I was on the couch and he hadn't woken up yet. And I was eating a bowl of fruit and I finished the bowl, but it was beside me on the couch and I heard him coming into the living room. So I put the bowl under the blanket with me so he didn't see the bowl. And he came and he reached down. He could see the outline of the bowl. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. Because I tried to hide it from him. I tried to be like, uh, nothing to see here. But he fucking knew. Anyways, so do you... That's not, a, that's not a bad thing. You know, he explained it to me and it made total sense. He said, you know, it's a sense of accomplishment. And before, uh, before I did this thing... It was, I was kind of messy and there were some crumbs on the table and uh, I just cleaned up. I just straightened up. Okay. Maybe you're a slob. I don't know if you need medication for that, but you're, you are the type of person that like, I will tell you details and you will forget the details. You'll be like, wait, so that happened to you? Oh my gosh. For example, in our podcast, we were talking about traditions and I said, my grandma and I had a tradition where we read the night before Christmas and 
you said you did every every night and I was like nope nope it's just a one time year thing and get this I'm going through old photos yesterday and I found a photo of you me and grandma reading the night before Christmas it was something that you were a part of too but you forgot which is fine but I feel like your mind you forget things and then sure maybe it's ADD but do you ever think it might be the drugs that like acid and all the drugs you took as a rock and roll guy I who knows I mean I'm gonna say I think it might be because you and my old roommate who she's done so much acid have the same sort of tendencies like you did acid right yep like I feel like you partook in a lot of psychedelics no I did. I, I did. But my my main thing was uh, th- there were drugs back then you probably haven't even heard of. Th- yeah. That I did a lot of, you know. Um, you said to me once that when you were drumming, you would get that, that spark in your head. I got the, what does the mean? <laughs> you said that, that when you were drumming, sometimes you would get that spark in your head. Like it felt like a, a, yeah, you don't remember that? A spark in my head. Yeah. What was the topic we were on? I don't know. You were talking to someone about it, and then it kind of had to, it correlated with uh, the drugs that you might have taken when you were younger, which isn't a bad thing. Like everybody, your generation took drugs. I don't, like, I'm not like judgy, but I'm, I just think that the amount of drugs you might have taken could affect. Oh, yeah, man. Your attention I think, span. Absolutely. I, uh, I might have said cringe. Did I say cringe? You definitely didn't say cringe, but you say cringe a lot. <laughs> okay. No, it was like a, like you'd be playing the drums. You uh-huh. were having these attacks during Lion King and your mind and you would like black out and you would have to leave the pit. You don't remember this? S- say that again. <laughs> I said... <laughs> That the medication that you're taking, not working. (laughs) Okay. That was probably the anxiety. Anxiety attacks, yeah. Okay, so you do think that the drugs could affect. That's where I'm at. So here's what I think, though. I don't know if I should say this because I'm not a doctor, but I just guess I'm like, I see it that you were on all the... I've told you this before, but I see that you were on all these drugs when you were younger, Uh and it's created these different kind of brain waves now, which I've seen in, for example, my roommate, and now doctors are giving you drugs to deal with the drugs that you were on. The product of you, the way your brain works now is due to taking a bunch of drugs. No. Well, first of all, we don't know that, 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 you know, that's like quarantine is, you know, yeah. Court. Yeah. We don't know that for a fact. I do know this, the, the drinking part of me, uh, it wasn't so much of being an alcoholic as is self-medicating. Right. Uh, self-medicating for the, the emotional, uh, the emotional uh, disorders that I had due to childhood. Gene- childhood and genetics, you know, because there was, there was depression, but drinking always made me feel good and happy. Um, <clears throat> the drinking did. And that was the, that was, that, that was, I was just trying to battle through 
uh, depression. So in your family, where was the depression? Was it your dad or your mom? Um, it was on my dad's side. Like his, his, his brother committed suicide. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And he, he was, he was, he lived, we were on, me and my dad were on just about to leave for his house. How old were you? I was uh, 17. Okay. And my, and my mom and sisters were out of town. They were in Europe and uh, my dad and I were going over and, uh, he shot himself on Thanksgiving. Whoa. Yeah. Did you see the body? No, my dad did. So you guys were going over for Thanksgiving and yeah. your dad went in first? Well, what happened was we were going and my mom was gone. And so we were getting, you know, uh, brought in dinners from a restaurant every night. You know, my dad didn't cook, but... I was on the phone and he came in and he was really like, he, I knew he was upset. He goes, get off the phone. I said, dad, hold on one second. He said, no, get off the phone. And then uh, he told me that my uncle, you know, died and that I found out he killed himself and that uh, um, there's a lot of things on my mother's side. Also, I talked to my cousin about it. Um, a lot of things uh, back then that they didn't have a handle on, like bipolar, uh, all kinds of things, you know, that they know about now that they didn't know back in the 60s. So Baba, you think, was bipolar? Oh, man. I, I can't diagnose her, but... It wasn't good. I, I think that when she was living in Czechoslovakia, she was basically living a very simple peasant life. Yeah. You know, I saw a picture of her when she was like in her 20s or right before she came over here. Uh, she was in the country with her goose and chickens and she, she never understood the culture here. She could never laugh at an American joke. She couldn't, she didn't get what, are you stopping it again? Don't stop it again. Dad, where'd you go? I lost him. I lost him. I lost him again. I'm sorry, guys. He's, uh, he, he kept being scared of the waveforms and like if he was recording. And then once the connection cut off, when he stopped recording, and then his, I couldn't see his face anymore. And then we hopped back on. I was like, this is, we're out of the zone. You know how Bobby is. I got to be careful. Is he in the zone? Is he out of the zone? And by that time, he was out of it. So we'll do a part two of my grandma and her goose and <laughs> where her little farm she lived on. We'll, we'll get into that later. But uh, listen, happy Thanksgiving. What a really touching Thanksgiving tale for everyone to listen to. Jesus Christ. You know, I'm actually all about not advertising being a happy family and like holidays and being home with your family because I'm really sensitive about other people's feelings and other people who like maybe don't have a family and are spending it alone. And I live in LA and there's a lot of people out here who spend the holidays alone. So 
it's kind of on brand for me to have this episode come out on Thanksgiving and it not be a happy Thanksgiving tale. Because you know what? Thanksgiving isn't great for everybody. And I hope that uh, there's some of you that now don't feel left out with the unhappy holidays. Okay, let's not get too dark now. But that, uh, yeah, all right. So here's the thing. I feel like it's a lot easier to bring up my grievances with him. Grievances? Is that even what it is? Or am I just playing off this whole uncle killing himself thing? But I had brought up, as I mentioned to him earlier saying like, Hey, are we good? Because I was just trying to tiptoe around the fact that I felt bad or I felt like he didn't like me. And I felt a lot of self doubt. I felt, you know, I've already said this before at the beginning, but I realized also that the way that I felt about my dad, I was applying it to the world. So at that time when I kind of felt like a loser, like I felt like I wasn't, that's what it is. I never feel like I'm good enough. And at that time I was like, oh, I'm actually not good enough to keep in contact with. And then I apply it to everything else and I spiral and I have no confidence. So I am happy I didn't email it or text it. And thank God for this podcast, because guys, I honestly don't even know if I would have confronted him without the microphone. It's some sort of a safety net now where I I know if I'm doing it for other people to be entertained or help them, then I'm like, oh, I can, I, I can say anything I want. But you take the mic away and I got a little dick, got a little dinky do. I think that I also am partly to blame when he brought up the template and me going back to my life. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I guess uh, I didn't reach out. I mean, I did reach out a lot during the time, but I guess I tend to do that. I don't know. I can't decide. I can't decide the best way to go about keeping in touch. And I can't decide if I'm letting him off the hook or if, if I'm partly to blame. Can, uh, can we get a therapist on here? Can we get it there? Can you, you guys know us enough. You want to give me what you, I would love to know what you think. I would email us, wodagpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. You know, I did have a, a friend of mine, Alana was like, listen, Bobby loves you. He's just a doyoy. And I was like, yeah, it's true. He is just a doyoy. And then she's like, and then you're a doyoy. And I was like, yep, I'm a doyoy too. But you know what? Here's the other thing. I do appreciate that Bobby is willing to work on himself. I I realize that there's a lot of people, a lot of baby boomers that, you know, a lot of a lot of you guys fucked up your kids and you didn't mean to. It's your parents' fault. And because your parents like kind of suppressed you after the war and like be happy and be this. I've just seen a lot of it. Uh and I think that my dad is kind of the only parent in that I know of in his age bracket that is open to hearing criticism and hearing what he did wrong and working on it in the moment when I'm not around. That's a whole different story, but he's a good guy for that. And I do appreciate it. And I see it. And why am I not telling this to his face? Because you know what guys, I don't feel like being mushy gushy right now. Okay. This whole podcast is vulnerable enough. And if now I have to turn and say nice things, I'm not there yet. We are not there yet. Okay, so now let's move on to the Bobby bit. 
I realized I wanted to use this clip when he said that he was going on walks. He kept saying walks. Also, definitely had Corona. Anyways, uh, so when he was saying about going on a walk, I was like, oh, fuck, I haven't put this bit in there. And this happened. We were trying to decide what movie to watch. And he was being really silly. And I was like, oh, God, I got to get I got to get the mic out. Now, the level is a bit hot at first because I was too excited. But what was happening was my dad was saying, let's just watch this movie. It's called The Hundred Foot Walk. He had talked about it all week to me. He he talked about three different movies, the Meryl Streep one that he called Lettuce, Kung Fu Panda and this Hundred Foot Walk. Because once he sees a movie like that month, that movie is the move best movie of all time. So this clip picks up at the point that I realized that the title, The Hundred Foot Walk, is not what he was describing, nor is it correct. I am realizing that everything he was telling me was wrong. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have a wonderful time with your family. And uh, it's not as bad as my dad's was. It turns out that... Uh, he said that it was. Oh, this is very. Loud. It was a movie about a movie about a woman who goes to France. So then he said that it was a walk, like a like a Chinese walk. So it's called the hundred foot walk because the walk is a hundred feet long, and it's not what it's called. It's called. So I'm googling hundred foot walk, and it's. Called a hundred foot journey. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus what? I got two thirds of it right. <laughs> you made up the whole concept of the movie. Like it's a journey and you said it was a walk. And not only did you not mean a walk like a, like your feet, you meant <laughs> the length. You thought it was called a hundred foot walk. I didn't say walk. I said walk. Walk. Yeah. As in walking. No, because... They're walking toward the journey. No, because Matt said... They're walking said, on the journey. No, because Matt... It is a short walk, but it's a very long journey. It is a short walk, it's but it's... a hundred foot walk. And he goes, no, it's the cooking walk, is what you said. No, 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 it's a cooking movie. Did you just fart? Dad. In the process. Dad! Dad! <laughs> Okay, turn it off. Oh my god! Let's, let's watch this movie, Dad. Just like, just you don't know me well enough to fart in front of me. That's what dads do, though. <laughs> did did my you? Dad farted in front of me. It still does a lot. He used to do it so much more. You right. see? They smell terrible. My nee, 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 really nee. All right, time to watch the. 100 foot walk. I'm going to give it 15 minutes to see if I like it. No, 10. 10? F- 15, All right. No, 20. 20. 20. No, 25. Wait. Okay, 10 4.